guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome to Betty Squared. Today we are looking at chapter 110, Things That Go Bump in the Night. I didn't look it up because, like, it's just a there's... common saying of things that go bump in the night. <laughs> yeah, there's no need. Uh, one thing I will say, and we've had it sometimes, uh, but I did notice this one particular uh, we actually had one of the characters, I think it might have been Cheryl, say things that go bump in the night. And I was like, huzzah! That, that's like a thing that my friend in college back in Australia used to be like, when they say the name of the show or the movie or the episode in the episode, you have to go huzzah! And the first person to get it apparently wins. What we win, I don't know. We were in college, so we were drunk all the time, so maybe that? Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that I would track. I had a little moment where I was like, huzzah, like a little whisper to myself, because <laughs> it was just me watching this. <laughs> well, uh, I, I didn't huzzah at all, unfortunately. Uh, but it is fun when they do that. I didn't catch that, actually, but that that makes sense that Cheryl would say that. So She almost said it like, the things that go bump in the night, and then like looked at the camera. Like It, it, it was like Oink. very, it was very on the nose. Like, a little it, bit was, of a mug. There was nothing subtle about it at all. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, that also wouldn't be Cheryl. Not true. subtle. True, true, true. Well, this episode, um, this is, as I said to you before we started recording, uh, I don't have a lot of notes about this episode, but I do have a new theory about mm. TBK. So would you like me to start there or do you want to just like go through the episode and we'll no, let's, we'll get there when we get there? Let's start there. Okay. I have a theory that okay, in this again, they are definitely in Rivervale, not Riverdale. We are getting more and more hints that the world that they're in is like glitching with the real world. So I'm still waiting for that reveal. In the meantime, I think Betty's FBI partner, um, Drake? Drake. Drake. Is that her first name or is that her last name? Literally no idea. Literally I, no clue. I, I thought it was Agent I think Agent I wrote a note Drake. that I didn't know what her name, yeah, I think it's Agent Drake. Yeah, yeah, so I would assume that's her last name, but I know she goes by Drake as well, which is a pretty dope name, especially for that's a girl. Cool. I'm like, that's really cool. Um, I have a theory that she is either TBK or she is oh. TBK's daughter oh interesting. i don't know what gave me that vibe i was just like you remember when i was like there her interest with betty almost seems a little bit like relationshipy like romantic well not not that but i think maybe i was reading it wrong maybe it's not a romantic thing maybe it's like she's trying to get into her mind so then she can feed back the information to TBK. I I hmm. think because we have established that TBK is a man, like physically we have seen his body, he's yeah. a dude. It can't yeah. be her because she can't like pull off the mask and be like, wow, because she's got boobs and TBK does not have boobs. She's also petite and TBK is not. Um, but I do think she is working with TBK and I feel like she is his daughter. I don't know what why. It's just a vibe I'm getting. That's a real bummer for me. Because my notes about Drake were... Something's happening. 
Yeah, like, I, I like her, don't get me wrong. Something's but think, going on with Betty. <laughs> I think there's something more sinister there. I don't think she's as innocent as we are being led to believe. There's something well, else. neither is Betty. Right, but we know Betty at least. You know, this is this character. Do we? The end of this episode really wanted to throw us for some sort of loop, and I don't really get it. I, I really either. wish... I wish Betty's power was different. I wish it wasn't like it is. It's, yeah. It's so lame. You see potential threats, maybe? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Let's just jump to kind of the middle of the episode where, you know, we've got we've got Archie. He's trying to um, gut Pops to relocate it so, you know, they can still uh, preserve the integrity of it. blah 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 And um, Uncle Frank comes to offer a hand but betty is betty has been conflicted because she's like i think i'm seeing these auras i think i'm not i don't know what they mean maybe they mean this maybe they mean that then she sees frank's aura goes inside and says archie we've got a problem with your uncle now i'm sorry how if she's so conflicted about these auras how did she know she wasn't though that's not that's not where the issue was. She she knew after the that orderly was a murderer yeah. that like the auras mean that they're going to do something bad. That they have bad intentions whether it be emotional or physical. That's the confusion as well as there are some people who she didn't see which are the people who have the MAOA like uh, but the I black that, hood and I thought that didn't prove to be correct the MAOA well, gene. That was a common thread at first, but then in this episode, they kind of found that it seems to just be more tied to her trauma than, than you know, whatever else. But it wasn't a confusion about what does the aura mean. Okay. She knew that the aura means bad, bad stuff. So that's how she knew about Frank. All right, because I, I must have gotten confused about that then because I was well, like, well... because it's stupid. <laughs> because yeah. it's a stupid power. Because it should... If she can see auras, she should be able to see everyone's aura. Then it, it leads to being more confusing in that, like, I have to figure out what each color means. And, like, what does it mean if it's on one person? Is it different than when it's on someone else? Like, that would have been more interesting if she could just see everybody's auras all the time. And it would also make more sense as to why she gets overwhelmed with light and stuff like that. If she was in a room and everyone has all these, like, bright colors all around them like yeah that's gonna make your head hurt like it doesn't make sense that she can only see bad things like that's and it's also just stupid like let her have some more interesting powers and things like that and it would also make like exactly what you were saying like the confusion around like what does each thing mean make more sense right but also like if this these powers that they've been that have been given are going to help in the final battle. How realistically when when we talk about the final battle, I'm talking about like a physical battle between yeah. parties. Okay, let's look. Archie in in um why why am I trying to say I don't know. I was about to say indispensable. In, invincible invulnerable. invulnerability. Oh my well, gosh. So- Here's the thing. Do we think that the final battle is a physical fight of some sort? Because I really don't think that that's the case. I feel like I haven't really given it much thought. But if you take it in terms of like a physical battle, um, the only one that's going to be okay is Archie. 
Because what's yeah. Betty going to be like? Oh no, watch out! This guy's going to do bad stuff. Percival's bad. Oh my <laughs> no gosh! No way, Betty. Jughead's like, oh, I can hear that this guy is going to hit you with a shovel. Okay. Oh, Veronica's so just going to go around kissing everybody. Okay. Well, she can just yell at people and they can start getting sick. So oh, that's yeah, kind of know dope. That's not Veronica's style. She's going to kiss everybody. <laughs> Good for her, though. Yeah. Um, honestly. So here's what I think is going to happen. So they did this kind of in The 100. And I think I bring up The 100 too much. But it's a great show. I did fall off the the wagon when I uh, that's fell good. off the wagon. The no, is, that's not the right. That's not the right. The reference. ending is absolute shite. You don't. Aww. I understood you though. You don't want to watch the ending. It sucks. Um, but there was this thing in the end in the last season that was like a a final war or whatever. But it ended up being a test, and there was no war. It was just a test or whatever. So I think that the final battle, they're doing a similar thing here, and I think the final battle is going to be between Jug and Percival specifically. That's why Jughead is in danger, because I think that Jughead's powers are the most similar to Percival's, and especially they're growing and changing like very rapidly. He's stronger and able to do more than ever before and he keeps like learning new things i think his power is either going to be competitive to percival's or like they're going to be able to like stand there and stare at each other and try to yeah exactly exactly um so i think that that's why jughead is jughead is at the most risk and i think that that's going to be what ends up happening i think archie will end up being subdued obviously betty We'll have a gun and see red and that's it. And she'll be subdued. Like, nobody else is going to be able to do something. And it'll just be down to Jughead. And it's going to be between him and Percival. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. We'll have to see, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. How many episodes have we got until the finale? Do we know? I know we're two behind, but I don't know how many are are left. Hang on one sec. Let me look it up. Yeah, we are two behind. So, um, okay. Of the one, oh goodness, of the the episodes that have aired, because again, we are behind. Um, there's only one more. So we oh, are damn. we are up to episode fifteen. Uh, there are eighteen in this season, hmm. and seventeen just aired episode 17 which is uh chapter 112 american psychos aired last week so yeah we we're about we're yeah we're two behind but we'll be well three away from the end three away from the end yeah but wow yeah so it all comes to a head uh soon next week hopefully yeah wow um I got well, so, I, I'm gonna have to wait to watch the finale until we we catch up because I can't like let more current episodes influence these episodes because otherwise it just it defeats the whole purpose of this podcast. So yeah, I try to be good about it. Try. Yeah. Um. So should we get, should we try to go character by character now? Yeah, I bit? feel like we ask each other that every episode, and regardless of what we decide, we end up going character by character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just easier. Do we want to start with Cheryl and Heather? I'm so glad you said that because I was just about to suggest them. Okay, so we're getting more of Heather. Uh, We'll see where this goes. 
There's lots yeah. of flirting, but there's no like actual, you know, engaging <laughs> in activities yet. No. Uh, I wh- wrote uh, Cheryl and Heather sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. That's adorable. You know, that's what I wrote for them. I <laughs> I see no connection between them, I have to be honest. Um, that could be a casting thing, that could be a directing thing. With Tony and Cheryl, like, the the two actresses were just really, they were just there, you know? Um, yeah, I can definitely, it's cute to see Cheryl, like, heart eyes all the time at Heather. Like, I can very much see it from Madeline that she's yes. like, like just totally she's very like smitten. enamored yes so very smitten but i agree i don't necessarily feel the chemistry i don't think we i don't think it's a we won't ever like maybe we will it might be one that grows but i definitely feel it from from madeline she's she's doing it yeah i'm just i'm not feeling it from the other actress but again we'll see what happens there um yeah. okay so here's me just thinking the worst about people i also think she's oh. up to something i do too a little okay Number one, because she's got a suspicious face. I'm sorry. Some people have resting bitch face. She's just got resting suspicious face. Suspicion. Suspicion. But she made a comment, and I'm sure you caught it. I'd be very surprised if you didn't. Mm. She made a comment about, uh, well, um, I nearly said Madeline. Cheryl made the comment about, like, and how is your dear mother? You know, and uh, Heather made a comment that she died in a tragic accident. Oh no. <laughs> there is no explanation. She's in a tragic is... accident. Cheryl doesn't follow it up. Cheryl's just like, no. oh, I'm so sorry. And then she went to live with the coven of witches. Right. I'm sorry. Um, let's let's talk about the mothers. The mothers were the the ones that tore these two girls apart when they were kids. Yeah. Could Heather not have been going through something similar similar like um Cheryl has, where she's always been thinking of Cheryl, but that's where her heart belonged. Her mother was awful, maybe her mother was abusive, so she decided to kill them. A tragic yeah. accident. That is very More like specific. a sacrifice to to the devil for the witch coven. Yeah, but she says she's right? Wiccan and Wiccan is like light magic, you know, it's not but she could be lying. She, she could be lying. She didn't say she was a witch. She said she was a witch. I thought I heard her say she was Wiccan. She did say she was Wiccan, and then later she said she was a witch. Okay, but Wiccan implies, like, a good witch, if you want to get that, like, basic about it. I mean, we don't, we can't generalize. I she was, said that she joined Wiccan a witch coven. I was Wiccan for, like, a month when I was 16 because I thought it was really cool you and could do spells. And that made you a really good person. It made me a sudden. really great person. No, I also mm-hmm. was like, I don't know enough about what this is. <laughs> and then I was like, it was just cool because I felt like a witch. Like, yeah, awesome. And then I was like, yeah, I think I'm still Catholic. <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. That's worse, though. I know um, it is. It's so much worse, but that's, that's how <laughs> I was raised. So. Yeah, you know, you were indoctrinated to it. So I sure that, was. That's how it goes. Um, there, just a really quick side rant. There was this book series. It starts with blue. Blue is for nightmares. Okay. Um, and then there's like, it, it has like a blue uh, 
thin candle on the front of the book if you've ever seen that anybody um and then it's like a whole series and there's more um and it's about a a wiccan girl and she she has nightmares and she's suspected she's like having nightmares about another student's death or whatever and she ends up having you know prophecies about it and stuff like that i was addicted to these books i love them and they're gonna make them into a ya tv show or movie soon and i'm very excited i can't remember what the details were but i'm stoked on it i love that 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 sounds right up my alley as you you know i'm not sure if i mentioned it in last week's podcast but um i recently just got back from boston and one of the places i stopped while i um was up north was salem and i learned all about the witch trials and went to all the stuff there and it was fascinating and like also like how dumb people were to persecute these poor people but yeah i mean it was crazy because I went to the uh, the Salem Witch Museum and they were like, um, they take you through a tour and it's, it's actually very good. And then they ask you at the end, they say, do you think uh, witch hunts still occur to today? And oh, then they yeah. give you like a little reflection form and you can write like yes or no or like, you know, with what what persecution you have either been a part of or like not you persecuting others, but having, you know, that... Um, directed towards you and persecution in the world and stuff. It was a really, um, it was a really nice way to like end something that is a cause of like fascination and be like, Hey, but this is the thing that happened that's still happening today. So let's reflect on that. It was really cool. Yeah. It's taking your history and learning from it for sure. Yeah. Um, not sure, not sure if Heather's doing that, but no, I don't know. Tragic accident. Girl, Traffic you just answer. put a big, like, arrow flashing neon sign over your head yeah. that says suspicious. Sus, sus. I really don't have too many other notes. There was one moment where I just thought Madeline looked so beautiful. Maybe this is just me having a crush on Madeline now. I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean for it to go this way. But she. it was the scene where, oh, my God, what was the scene? Did I write it down? I don't know if I did. She just looks so beautiful. Like, they did this close-up on her. It was her and Heather. And she just had this, like, slightly winged eye. I just thought, and then now that we know that she does her own makeup, she did a really good job in that scene specifically. I was like, No, Madeline doesn't do her own makeup. I thought you said she did. No. You told me last time she did. Lily. Lily does her own makeup. No, you said. You did I say said Madeline, Madeline as well? You said Madeline. You did okay. not say Lily. Well, But I think Madeline does do her I, own makeup. I, I meant Lily, so corrections corner <laughs> i but i think she does too i think madeline does do her makeup i feel like i watched a like day in her life on set that was more recent okay and she did do it i'm pretty sure what i love is um that these women want to do their makeup girl if i've got somebody offering to do my makeup for me yeah. have at it let's let's make yeah. this happen i'd like to sit back and and have you touch my face not you uh but you know you touch my face Oh, it was the in I'm a, I'm a witch scene where Cheryl's like I've never really said it out loud or whatever, and and there's like a there's like a close up on her where it's like beautiful, but like also, I've never really said it out loud. You're not coming out. I mean, she's talking like the way she was talking made it sound like she was coming out I'm, of the closet again as a as a lesbian yeah. woman. I'm like. You're Wiccan. You can just say you're Wiccan or you think you no, might be a witch. You don't get it. You don't get it. 
witchcraft and no you don't because witchcraft and women loving women are it's an attached trope my dude it's attached yes oh 100 percent. you watch buffy right yeah yeah so is that like uh, like, that's like the only thing i've ever like watched that happens to have lesbians and witches i mean mean, lesbians and witches kind of it's like a thing but like But, like, that's a great example of it, because in Buffy, when Willow and Tara get together, like, it's never really said, but, like, they use witchcraft to, like, talk about it. Like, when they're talking about witchcraft, they're also talking about how they feel about each other and, like, being gay and, like, stuff like that. It's correlated. Huh. You learn something new every day. I'm like, no, no idea. No idea. Yeah, it's a thing. So, I mean, maybe they're not doing it purposefully, um, but I think... It generally just, it's a, it's there's at subtext. least in my book, a trope. There's subtext, there's subtext there okay. for witchy stuff and women loving women. So. I mean, it makes sense. Like if you look at like Wiccans in general, it's very much like of the earth and you know, there's a lot of like love and spirituality elements and things like that. So that totally, it, it tracks. Um, I just didn't and, realize that this was like a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And you I, I feel like I remember us talking about Fear Street, and you only watched the first part, right? I did, yeah. We find You find out later on that, uh, spoilers for Fear Street, episode 3, um, 1666, uh, um, which I love that. So, you know, just if anyone wants a recommendation, I thought it was really good. But it gets, it's gay. The whole thing is really gay. And the old well, the school first, witches the are too. The first part was gay. And so is the end too. Oh, okay. It's cool. all real gay. I mean, the middle part's not as much because it goes to the 80s so not much gay there but (laughs) the rest of it pretty gay so it's like a lesbian sandwich like gay on the top gay on the bottom and then something else in the middle (laughs) yeah exactly what dreams are made of (laughs) love it i kid i kid but that's really all the notes i have for cheryl and uh heather to be quite honest i like their interactions i'm looking forward to more i'm curious it's like figuring out I was queer. It's like that all over again. It's the first steps. Yeah. <laughs> I I only have one other note, but it's more like a mm, not great writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Heather happened to be involved. So Pops is Poor haunted. Um, they do this summoning ritual to like talk to the ghosts to see what's up. How did Heather know which names to call out how did she know which ghosts were there and also why did the names rhyme because it's witchcraft so it needs to rhyme um i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) so when they're when they're doing all that stuff and then it's like ghost train absolute insanity i think it's cheryl and she's and somebody says i think it's tony no not tony i'm sorry um tabitha somebody says it's all starting to make sense and cheryl goes is it and, like, yeah. looks, like, at the camera almost. Like, is it making yeah. sense? That is She's... the exact, for the entire thing. Why does Heather know the names? Why are why are all of a sudden it being haunted? There were no ghosts ever before. What the fuck is with the ghost train? What are you talking about? None of it makes sense. None of it. It's we're because it's a... Rivervale. It's not Riverdale. It's like, we're on a drug they're going to... <laughs> yeah, they're going to basically try and explain away these um, these plot holes. And well, we're, gonna, we're here to call them out on them. <laughs> 
it's just gone too far now where they it have has. to do something. They have to jump the shark in this way because there's nothing, there's no way to dig themselves out of this. Oh, gosh. All right. Who are we moving to next? Oh, God. I don't know. Veronica? And Jughead? Yeah. I only have really uh, like one or two notes about them, but sure, yeah, not let's a lot. move to them. Yeah, not a lot. Um... The first thing that I have about uh, Jughead and Veronica is that we don't ever really see this. And I kind of like it. Yeah, I think it's fun to see them being able to gang up together and do something. I think the Jughead being like a soothsayer person, like, it's not even like an illusionist or magician. I don't know how to describe what he's, his like stage performance, but like, that's fun. I always think it's fun for Cole to get stuff like that because he likes to do like the like bigger things sometimes like yeah he likes to do that fun present like i could tell he was having fun which is unique for cole (laughs) see i actually it read to me like he was doing it for the money which sure but it seemed to me like i i didn't think it was something that jughead would do at all I was like, I I was kind of surprised that he agreed to do it because I feel like Jughead isn't that showman like Veronica, but it was nice seeing them together. No, I think Cole had fun. Not Jughead. No, Jughead hated it. I don't even know if he hated it. They just really gave us no reason as to why he would help her in that way because they really aren't that close. Like, I guess they just don't want to talk about how, like, they're not close at all. Um, And they just are like... They're one of the four, two of the four people, so they can do stuff together. But, like, that's not really the case. Like, there should be, like, a, like, I wish there was, like, a reason that was, like, you're a person who's important to two of the people who are most important to me. So, of course, I'm going to take care of you. And, I'm yeah. like, I wish there was, like, something. Like, what he would have said, like, you know, or if she was, like, you know, we, we're not close. Like, why are you doing this for me or something? And him, be, him having to be, like, well, you know, you're important to to Betty and Archie and they're important to me. So you're important to me. Like that would have been a nice recognition because there's just, there's just nothing between them in terms of friendship or anything. But here's the thing. The writers are banking on people just being oblivious to that. You and I dig in. That's why we're aware of it, but I don't think 90% of the audience would be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe just, they don't care. Like, People notice it, but like they're not talking about it. Like they right. don't care. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that it was fine. I do have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I have Who my chime pro- card? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Here. Okay, so I'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, but yeah. like, <laughs> we're not there yet. I oh I can't I can't okay let me come back to my question. <laughs> Okay, who runs, I can't even look at you now, who runs the newspaper? Jughead, right? Didn't Alice used to have a paper? They used to run a paper, the Coopers. Right, but I I thought Jughead looks after the paper. Jughead looked after the Blue and Gold Gazette, which he then changed to something else. The True, the Riverdale True? The Riverdale, yeah, something like that. Something like Riverdale that? Riverdale Choice. Okay. 
The Riverdale Choice. Okay, yeah. I would have to go back and rewatch this episode, but I am pretty sure the newspaper that Jughead held up when he was reading it said The Riverdale Choice. Again, not 100% sure. Don't come at me for that. His own That's... paper. <laughs> yes, it was his own paper. However, on the front page, above the fold, which if you guys are old school when newspapers were a thing, you paid more or the story was more prolific if it was above the fold. So imagine folding a newspaper in half, it goes to the newsstand, the stuff that faces up versus the stuff that faces down in the stack um, would be like the breaking story. Above the fold, on this newspaper... It said, and I quote, Forsyth the Fantastic in giant letters with a giant photo of Jughead up there. Um, he wrote about himself. Is, yes, 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 he did. Okay, great, <laughs> wonderful, because I was or, like, no ma'am. I guess he, he the, it's either that or he got somebody else on his paper to write about him. He I don't know if that's better. himself on the front page not the crap the percival is pulling he put himself no yeah yep okay and that's all i have to say about veronica and jughead (laughs) i have a little i have a little more there just with the mind wiping reggie i did like that their common thing was like yeah Uh, jug was like yeah i've always hated reggie (laughs) (laughs) he's like yeah that tracks that makes sense why would he like him um, he was a jock. He probably bullied Jughead. He was. He, he did. Yeah. I was gonna say Jughead. I feel like tolerated uh, yeah. Reggie because of Archie. Archie. Yeah. 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 No, totally. Um, I also thought it was funny that now that now everyone thinks in comics. It was something that like Jug yeah. had to tell Betty to do, but yes. now everyone just does it. Also, it's another connection to Rivervale because when. The comics. Yeah, the comics for Riverdale were, like, how they figured shit out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the mind af- wipe effect on Reggie was cool. The, like, comic, like, bzz, bzz, yeah, like thing that I, happened. I thought that was good, too. That was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I got I, for them. I didn't like that Reggie was, like, I think they've done something to me because I know there's something I can't remember. Yeah. That was a little bit too on the nose. Because if you don't remember something, you don't remember something. You don't remember that you don't remember it. Yeah. It was a bit it was a bit like they were going for a, like a meta kind of thing and it just it didn't work for me. But um interesting now that, you know, the same tactic has been used against Jughead, so we'll see what becomes of that. Yeah. I'm sure in the episodes that are left to watch. <laughs> I'm not sure of anything. I'm not sure of anything either. They're probably going to try to go to the moon in a rocket like Duke Kaboom, and then Alice will shoot them, but she's working for the FBI this whole time. The rocket was, but it was the the outfit. It was the outfit. outfit. And and I, you know, I could say Evil Knievel or whatever, but it, it really looked like Duke Kaboom from Toy Story. You know, the Canadian little guy who, like, gets shot out of things, but then he gets scared. Yeah. And like the toys have to encourage him. Yeah, Duke Kaboom. Oh. Um, that's oh. all. I and think. they did that. They did that to Chad Michael Murray. I know. he's too pretty for that. <laughs> it's Chad flipping Michael Murray. You don't do that, to Chad Michael Murray. You don't. You don't. You, don't. you just don't. Um, no so respect. As you, 
as you know, at the moment, I'm teaching summer school. Oh, no, summer yes. school, summer camp. And it's an acting yeah. camp. And um, at lunchtime, we uh, always put on a movie just for something in the background. Some of the kids watch it, some of them don't. These are middle schoolers and high schoolers. One of my kids actually uh, randomly pulled a monologue from a Cinderella story, which Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray were in when they were like, Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Is that it? Useless and disappointing. Yep, that's the monologue. For all those old kids listening, you you guys got us just then. Uh, For those new kids, don't worry about it. Watch the movie. The best one. So I put the movie on and... um, Afterwards, they came up there like, Miss Jess, what was that? That was such a bad movie. And I'm like, okay, you guys don't know a classic when you see one because you are babies. Um, And I was like, that man up there on the screen, that is Chad Michael Murray. And he was the height of attraction in the in the 90s. So mind your manners. And they're like, he's gross. And I'm like, excuse you. If you have a T9 texted, then don't talk to me about Cinderella's story. Her well, clipping her, like... fli- her flip phone onto her strappy heel. Don't yeah. talk to me. Don't. My wedding dress was literally based on it the dress that, dress that she wore. Was that dress? To the ball. 100% that dress. I'm not even uh, joking. I was like, no, I this don't. is what I want. But I want like, you know, it... it I had, like, an actual corset and everything. Hers is a little bit, like, not that, you know, fancy fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I was oh, like, you don't understand the, the, the impact that this movie had on a lot of, like, teenage girls at the time. Um, my first wedding song for our dance was almost be was almost, was almost the one that Hillary and Chad uh, danced to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and we just lost all of our listens. Your Listeners. Superstar, something like that. Yeah, it's um Gavin DeGraw, um, I'll Be. It's Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> yeah, this is how old this is. Anyway, the kids hated me and now I hate them. So, yay. <laughs> so, you know, the feelings mutual. <laughs> it is. But they were like, ew, he's anyway. so gross. And I'm like, that man is a beautiful specimen, even when he's dressed like Duke Kaboom. <laughs> I just, <sighs> I can't. I, can I can't either. Should we talk about anyway. um, Tony and Fangs really quick? Not a lot there, but there is something I, I want to say. Yeah, I actually have a couple of things here too, but I'm curious cool. to know what you want to say. Well, fuck Fangs first. Oh, I know. His stupid, like, machismo, like, toxic masculinity, like, pride bullshit. Staying home with your child is equitable work to raising your child. It's probably the most important thing that you could do for your child is to be there with them and to raise them. Like, him, it's... I'm, I'm like, yep. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Made me so angry. And all of his shit was bullshit. And that's my thoughts. <laughs> I have like a couple really... more when we get to the end of it. But like. <sighs> yeah, it was just really bad planning on his behalf. He's just dropping Archie and going over to a guy that he knows is bad. That's not providing. Who stole his kid. Who stole would, his would have child. Gotten, would have gotten his partner and all of his gang killed also in the turkey shoot 
Yeah. Killed. Dude, yeah. you're know, an idiot. And, and your pride and is bullshit. I don't think Tony really let him have it enough. Not near. No, enough. well, because at the end of it, and I was so mad as it was happening, I was like, no, Tony does not need to apologize for literally anything. This is bullshit. Why is she agreeing with him? And then it showed that flashback to her conversation with the other social worker, and I understood why she was doing it to placate him, to make, if they get married, it looks way better to right. the courts, way more likely for them to get custody. She's going to just do this for now so that they can get custody. And then, you know, we'll see what she does. Because that's not Tony. Tony's not putting up with that shit. And no, she's not. Uh, like, at this point, fuck Fangs. I hope he gets killed off or something. I'm sick of his bullshit. Yeah, he's he's turned into a bit of a turd, actually. But He's a major turd. Oh, God. Um, he could, okay. I could be titled and everything. Major turd. <laughs> major turd. Put that in a flashing arrow light above his head. <laughs> above his head, yes. I have two, well, one question and one potential plot hole. But again, mm -hmm. I don't know the American education system well enough to know whether this is a plot hole or not. But let's okay. talk about the question I have first. So Tony and Fangs are sitting with a social worker and they're talking about their case. And the social worker says, you both have criminal records. What? What's Tony's criminal record? Like, what did she do that she has a record? Literally no idea. Okay, no idea. because it really caught me off guard. I was like, Fangs oh, would have one think... now because of the guns and stuff. Right. So are we just to assume, like, Tony was an accessory or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I... It didn't track for me. I was like, I don't know what this record is that you're talking about. Like, no. we've never heard that Tony was in trouble with the law. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, the other thing that Tony says is that she has a master's in, like, psychology social. or whatever. Yeah. Social work. Social work. Yeah. Um, okay. We jumped forward seven years. Yep. A bachelor degree is what four she could do it and she she could do it okay so, i because i've I looked into sure. social work i've looked into social work before i almost went into it uh you need so i don't remember what she said her bachelor's was in did she say her bachelor's was in social work uh, i can't remember but she so said she you, had a master's and i was like yeah, oh you're no, a bit young for a master's so, aren't you no she's not um okay. she's actually she's actually not because a master's program would be Probably at most, like, three years. Maybe four years, depending on, like, if you were really going for, like, um, I don't know, something really intense. It would depend on the program. Right. But if you get a master's in, in uh, social work, you can go into a master's program that would only take a year. Oh, Potentially. Okay. If you go, if you take a, ma if you then get a master's in uh, social work, you, it goes way faster. Um, if she got a master's in like psychology or something else like that, family development or, or something, she could then, pro seven years is about right. Like she okay. probably did a four year, what I imagine for her is that she probably did a four year degree and then like uh, undergrad and then she did a two year, maybe one year master's program. Um okay you can right, get a cause... master's in social work in two to three years if you don't have a if you don't have a degree in social work okay i figured i would ask because i was like oh 
I don't know if those numbers add up. Certainly not. It would be different. <laughs> it would be different if she said like, I have I have a doctor. Like that would be a doctor. Like if you have a doctorate a doctor- in psychology, like that's way longer. Okay. But if she, what I imagine she did is that, especially since she didn't like say that she did social work, she went from having a degree in social work to being a counselor at the school. So she probably did four years, maybe even graduated in three years if she did really good in undergrad. Like, let's say she maybe graduated early, then did three years as an undergrad, and then in the last year before the seven-year jump was over, was working at the school. Got it. Okay. Cool beans. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for explaining that, because I was like, wow. It's tight. It's a little tight, depending on what she has supposedly done, but she could could do it, for sure. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I do have a baby Anthony count for this episode. Do you want me to save it till later or you want to do it now? Let's just do it now. Let's get out of the way. Okay. Hang on. I got to, I got to count. <laughs> okay. What do you think it was? Five. Yeah. It was <gasps> five. Good job. I didn't even keep track. That was just a guess. Um, I can't remember. I'll have to go back and listen to our episodes because I can't remember what tally we're at. I want to say we're at 26, but that could be wrong. It's somewhere in there. That's about it's right. It's somewhere around there. So in, what did we say, 15 episodes, we've we've had 26 baby Anthonys, which is quite a lot. A lot. And I'm sure there's many more to come before, this, uh, before we see this out. I think so. I think so. Well, the last note that I have, I actually surprisingly didn't write anything down about Betty. And I know we, we touched on her at the beginning, but this is... It's weird. I think I'm just along for the ride with her, so I'm not really, like, breaking it down yet because we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, you already stole my thunder, but here's my chime card. Oh, oh my God. Girl. Horrible. Girl. Disgusting. Oh, the worst. I will never use chime just, just on principle of how cringy that was. Just, like, what a slap in the face. Like I feel insulted oh. by that by that plug. It was too much. God. Oh god. God, that was so bad. It was real bad. It was real bad. It's really bad. Oh god. Yeah. I just the product placement in this show is just laughable. It's getting out of hand. It's getting it out of really hand. It really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Like no other TV show I watch does product placement like this. In fact, I can't even tell you the last TV show where I was like, oh, product placement. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's it's pretty bad. Oh, here's my chime card. No one effing cares. No one's like, here's my Visa debit MasterCard. No. Not unless you're a douchebag. Here, put it on so my tracks. American Excess. Oh, God, <laughs> I hate everybody. I hate Ugh. everybody. It's bad. It's a bad time. I do have a couple notes on Betty. Um... I do think that while Heather and Cheryl's chemistry is questionable, I do, I put very early on that Betty and, I said this tri- this chick, because I forgot her name, um, Drake, do have a good amount of chemistry. Yes. We've talked it about really it before. We've yeah. talked about it before. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think the actress who plays Drake is stunning. I actually think yeah. she's very, very pretty. Um, yeah. Her eyes are, are really alluring. Um, but yeah, there, there's good chemistry there, which I wish totally. Heather and Cheryl had, but eh. Maybe, 
Maybe yeah. we'll get there. I don't know. But also, um, it's cool because she's like an FBI agent. You know what I mean? It's it's a little yeah, bit more she's grungy. Like, so really it's cool. yeah. Yeah, she is cool. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. Um, and yeah, and the the part where she was like, "Oh, and how's it going with the boyfriend?" I was like, um, "She wants to know you, so she can get in there if you, it's bad." No, she wants to know because she wants it to be bad so they can get together. Yeah, that's um, that's what that's I mean. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you meant like for the evil because you're because you oh, think no, that no, she's no <laughs> no she's just checking in because she I think she got a little crush. I think so. I yeah. agree. I think they've been um, building that for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something to do with that. I know. I think so. Yeah. I think they're definitely going to explore Betty's sexuality. I think that's probably something that that um, Lily would have been interested in in doing. And I think that that's awesome, seeing a bisexual Betty. Bisexual Betty. Yeah, bisexual Bettys. <laughs> love um, her. I have, a, I have a group of friends at work. We call us ourselves the bitter Bettys, but it's more because we just hate life. So we just sit there and have, like, kikis in the kitchen and talk about how much we hate everything. <laughs> we call ourselves the bitter Bettys. <laughs> so valid. That's so valid. It's a hard world to be in right now. We're all just oh, doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. How you cope is how you get through it, you know? So yeah. that's all that matters. I'm in charge um, of I... making the t-shirts for the Bit of Betty's. Oh, you're good at that. So that's perfect. I am. <laughs> you're really good at that. Anyway. I love it. Um, I loved when, I can't remember who said it, but apple pie, uh, apple pie served over an unmarked grave. I think it was Betty. And I was like, that is Betty's autobiography. That's a fantastic line. Yes. That was good. Yeah, yeah, Apple it really was. I like unmarked grave. I really liked that too. Um, it took that me a second. I had to kind of like, n- no pun intended. I had to digest it because I was like, yeah. wait, what? And then I was like, yeah, yeah, that is exactly that, what happened. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, really good. Um, thought it was so weird. Gave me the ick. Alice being called Granny didn't like that. Um, <laughs> also, the thing about from the get go, I was like. When she sees Dagwood have the aura, I was like, Dagwood didn't say shit. Juniper was saying the things that were scary. Juniper was like, we can't wait to play with the cat's tail. Like, that's not what you do with the cat, you psycho. No, it's not. Um, (laughs) So that was not a surprise at all. Um, Um, That she had the, uh, the, the, the bad gene, the serial killer gene. Not shocked. Um... The scene with Alice and Betty, where Betty sees her aura, yeah, was really triggering to me. To be honest, okay, really a hard watch because I also I've think had... what Alice says to her was really cruel, where she yeah. basically told her she was a bad person. Yeah, told her she's going to be a bad per- that she's a bad person. She's going to be a horrible mother, and that she yeah. shouldn't be a mother. Yeah, all that stuff. Really bad. Really awful and triggering for me. So that was fun. It almost looked like a bit of a fever dream, though. I'm not actually sure that really existed. Because if you go Mm. back and you look at that scene, which I'm sure you don't want to, especially if it triggered you, um, there was a, a weird, like zoomy thing that they were doing like there was a special effect on it where it literally looked like um Betty was having a fever dream. So well, was it I because actually, of, like the aura and like wanting to make that look even more like I wasn't intense? sure, but it looked yeah. to me like I feel like 
Betty wasn't actually hearing what Alice said because of this like weird vibes going on with the, the aura. Could have been just yeah. a thing that they were trying to do to make it look more intense. Um, but yeah, I didn't take it as literal. I took it as like a bit of a fever dream. Well, I don't know if that helps you process it all. Not, not to be a Debbie Downer, but as someone who has heard similar things from her own mother's mouth, yeah. They are things that can be said to you by a parent. And so I believe it 100% that she said that. Is this Riverdale? Is this Riverdale? Is it Rivervale? Did she actually say those things? Did you really mean it because of what of Percival's influence? All to be seen. Did right. she say it in that moment? Do I think that what that was legitly what happened? Yes, 100%. I do okay. think that. But was that was that her was that whatever's going on? Was that the anger is she of the also, moment? Is she also valid for being upset not knowing where her grandkids are? Sure. But. I'm just, it's also, there's a lot of layers. Also, yeah. where the hell are those twins anyway? Where did she put them? It's I like, don't know. They're probably in the basement. <laughs> Good. I mean, they should be. Honestly. Little um, ginger incest babies. Oh, Jesus. Lord. Jesus. Oh, my God. Don't remind me. Oh, um, Sorry. Ugh, it's so gross. <laughs> but yeah, that's I, I don't really have any any more notes other than my last note was just oh damn, Betty. <laughs> that's some like dark existential yeah. shit right there. I oh, know. Cuz I'm sure if I could see my own aura, it would also look harmful to myself. I don't know if I'm doing all of the best things for myself emotionally, physically, whatever that like uh, where I'm not a threat to myself. Yeah, I think maybe I am a threat to myself at all times. <laughs> Yeah, oh, totally. I, I would not want to see my aura, but I think I'm enough in tune with myself that I would know what it would look like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, or I'm wouldn't pretty... surprise you. Yeah, it's taken a long, long time for me to really understand who I am and what, like, ticks me off and what, like, keeps me going. And yeah. I think, like, yeah, I could be, like, cool. If I look in the mirror right now, it's going to be red because I'm about to kill somebody. It's going to be blue because I'm feeling a little sad right now. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would be very perceptive to that. But, yeah, that scared so me. I looked, when she looked in that mirror and saw it, and it was so big, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. So Because also, it, that it's not been like that before. This is new. Never. So yeah. It's adapting. It's not about. Curious. All right. curious. Well, should we finish up with uh, a little uh, what would Betty do this episode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you suddenly from Minnesota? I don't know. Or Wisconsin? I don't know. Your guess is probably better than mine um, <laughs> in terms of being aware of accents. Oh, I have probably. a friend from Wisconsin and she sometimes goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Betty would, um, delve a bit more into her trauma, kind of be dealing with the fallout of figuring out some of the things she found out last time, turn to a co-worker, a trusted co-worker. Who's who also maybe... a little cute. Yeah, also a little cute. Oh. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, and she would try to protect and understand her, her, uh, niece and nephew a bit more. Incest and... babies incest babies and stand up to her mother which is very difficult when yeah your mother is alice smith cooper yeah they have they have a very tumultuous relationship there's a lot of love but there's a lot of animosity there too high emotions you know very 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 yeah 
I do like that they always find their way back to each other, though. Yeah. We'll see what happens here, though. It could be different. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. All right, friends. We will love you and leave you, and we will catch you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye. Bye.